Welcome to Network Marketing Success Secrets. I'm your host, Gloria McDonald. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you all of my best tools, tips, ideas, and techniques to help you get more leads, have a steady stream of highly qualified prospects coming in every single day, close more sales, and recruit more team members so that you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things you don't. I'm curious, let me ask you, how much could you really achieve and accomplish if you had a clear, simple, and proven roadmap to success and a mentor who knows how to guide you each step of the way? In this moment, you're standing on the threshold of an amazing life, and it's time for you to walk across that threshold to finally achieve your dreams with clarity and confidence, no matter how big your dreams may be. I know you can achieve these dreams because you are amazing, genius, and divine. Now let's get to the episode. If you have been a network marketer for any period of time, for a week, or if you've shared your opportunity with three people, you have experienced failure. I would bet money on that. And today I am super excited to have a very special guest with us. John Egan, and we're talking really today about the power of the mind and consciousness, because today we're talking about why failure is essential to your success and how to deal with it. So John has made a business out of studying failure. Welcome, John. It is great to have you here today. Gloria, I cannot tell you how excited I am for today's conversation. Like after we connected yesterday, it just got me so excited to come on here and record with you and and just and just talk with you. I am so pumped. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. And I am excited to chat about this because hey, well, you know my story. You know I I've, I've experienced massive failure. Yeah. And you know, as as you and I know, like it's impossible to go through this life without experiencing failure. How did you get into this whole study of failure? Oh man, what a comfortable conversation, right? Talking about failure. All right. (laughs) That's something we all want to do. (laughs) No. So, so I got into studying failure through my own circumstances from my own life. Uh, So I've been married. It'll be six years this July. Um, I've got a daughter who's going to be turning five in May. Um, And I've got a five month old son. And so that first, the first, I want to say three and a half, four years of, of us being married, it was brutal, Gloria. It it was brutal. I mean, we were in and out of jobs. We moved States. um, uh, We moved to Atlanta. Then we moved back here to Greenville. Let's see. I mean, we just had, we had people paying stuff for us. Like I remember one time uh, walking through the grocery store with my father-in-law and him having to then pay for our groceries because I, I couldn't provide that. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking and humiliating. Uh, we had people paying rent for, for us. We had uh, people who paid off our car for us. Like I couldn't provide for our family. And so that led me into, man, I'm, I'm failing at this one job, this one job that my in-laws entrusted of me to take care of their daughter, to take care of the family. And I can't do that. I am not doing that. And so that led me into this like failing financially, which led into failing spiritually, which led into failing emotionally and physically. 
And so I was in this pit for for a couple of years, honestly. Of um, I was gone quite a bit because I was, you know, I was I was personal training, and so I was gone all the time. I was also coaching and training, and I was doing all these things, but just financially, just really struggling, and still uh, emotionally, spiritually, everything. I'm like, man, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Failure. So I was identifying as a failure. Um. And so that that was a couple year process of going through that. Finally, I was like, all right, this isn't doing me any good. This isn't doing my wife any good. This isn't doing my daughter any good by just me being like this. So I, I need to do something. So I remember Googling like personal development podcast. I didn't know what was out there, but I, I got to do something, right? Like I can't just be like this. And so I started listening to podcasts, even if it was a 10 minute quick trip to the grocery store, put my headphones in, listening to podcasts. And what I found by listening to these people and my own studying, these very successful people that we all know, Steve Jobs, Oprah, whoever, you know, they're very successful. And that's what we know them as. But they have failed in this huge major way. But I found it very odd that it was almost like it was brushed underneath the rug. Right. Like almost like skated over of like, oh, yeah, like Steve Jobs, he did fail or oh, yeah, Oprah did fail. But and it was like, well, well, hold on. Like, let's let's study this a little bit. Let's spend some time here. And so what I found is that one, how those successful people viewed failure, like what their lens was and, and how they looked at failure. But then how they responded when they failed. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like we all fail. We all feel this way. And so I started getting to studying failure because I wanted people who were in my shoes to feel like, hey, you're not alone in this. It feels so lonely, right? Like when you're in the midst of failure, it feels so lonely. So I wanted people to understand like, you're not alone in this. Like where you have so many people around you who've gone through that. And also, this isn't the end for you. Like, this can really just be a jumping off point. Um, and so that's that's how I got into studying failures, just by me living it firsthand myself, going through there, been there. Um, and now I'm able to just study other people's failures. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> and, you know, I think that when we're in the middle of what feels like failure or rejection, you know, yeah. because rejection feels like failure. Yeah. Um, you're right. It, it feels so alone. And we wonder if we will ever be able to get out of it. I know that's absolutely right. where I felt like uh, I wasn't sure there was ever going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I knew that somehow there had to be because yep. I had to make some money to, you know, be able to, pay for light, you know, yeah. groceries, a roof over yeah. my head, things like that. But yep. there are times when you really begin to wonder, will I ever get out of this pit? And I know you've been there. So mm-hmm. what was the turning point for you? You mentioned the podcast. Was there anything in particular that was the turning point for you? Just a continuous like podcast and just different things like reading, right? All these different people. Um, but then there was this one question that I came upon and, and I, I don't, I don't know who said it. I don't even know where I found it, but it stuck with me. Um, it, it said it was, if you don't try, if you don't at least try, you know, 100% what the outcome is going to be. 
you already know, right? That outcome is yeah. set in stone if you don't do anything. Absolutely. If you at least if you at least try, you're getting yourself in the room. If you at least put your your resume out there for an interview, you're giving yourself a chance. If you at least try talking to these five people about X or about your product or making these phone calls, you are giving yourself a chance. And then I was like, okay, I I got it. I got to at least give myself a chance, right? So I would at least give myself a chance by by doing something, by putting myself out there, um, trying something new. And then I was like, okay, if that didn't work, why didn't it work? Right? Like, how can I how can I ensure that the next time this happens, that I improve in a little bit, that I that I make us something a little bit better? And the, the first thing that comes to mind with that is when I was personal training. Gloria, I would legitimately go into a public's grocery store and just walk and down, walk up and down the aisles and just start conversations with people. It was so outside of my comfort zone at the time. Like, just start <laughs> conversations with people just about like food and about nutrition and stuff. And um, and then you start talking about, oh yeah, what do you do? Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Oh, I've always wanted to do that, you know do that. I've want I need to lose 15 pounds, whatever. Oh, hey, why don't you come in? We can just have like um, a free session, just kind of talk and see where you're at and just kind of see what you want to do. Yeah, sure. Like, why not? It's free. So then get them in the door. But the amount of times that you get rejected, the amount of times that people are like, Hey, don't talk to me. Don't talk oh, yeah. to me. Right. Or like, or like you're excited because they're like, yeah, I'll be there at three o'clock and it's three o five, three ten, three fifteen, And you're like, shoot, they're not coming. The dreaded no show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Every network marketer on this planet has had the dreaded no show. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. And it makes it that much harder and that much more difficult to, to get up and do it again. Um, but I think that question kept on coming back in my head of, Hey, if I don't at least try, I know what the outcome's going to be. Right. Yeah. At least I, I need to at least give myself a, a chance. I knew I need to at least get in the room to have the shot. So you came up with a system for yourself. Yeah. That, so can you uh, tell us about your system to help you get through this? <sighs> yeah. Um, so I'm 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 huge on reflection, right? I'm huge on at the end of the day when I'm laying down in bed. I look back on the day and say, okay, where could I have done better? How did I do here? And and I remember actually doing this even back when I was in college and playing basketball. And like, I just thought at the time, I thought that was just kind of like a normal thing that people did. And like realizing that like, that's not like, not everybody does that. Right. And so there, there were the, there were these like questions that kind of keep on coming back into my head of like, okay, throughout the day, like, where did I fail throughout the day? I, you know, I failed in maybe I, uh, I blew up at my daughter, right? Like, okay, I, I blew up at my daughter. That sucked. She's four. Um, like she can't even count to a certain number. And here I am. Like I just blew up at her, right? Like, yeah, some jerk that guy is, but okay. How did that failure push me forward? Uh, that's uncomfortable, right? Like, yeah. I don't, uh, that's, that's kind of an uncomfortable question, but you know, if, if you want to push forward, if you want to be, if you want to improve in any way, you, you need to make your, you have to make yourself uncomfortable. You need to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, right? Okay. How did that failure push me forward? Uh, well, 
my goal, the success that I desire, and that's the third question, what's the success I desire? The success I desire is to be an incredible dad to my daughter. I want her to see me as someone that she can just constantly come to and talk to about anything when she grows up, right? Like I want to be that for her. I want to be that, that rock, that comfort for her. Okay. So I, I failed next time. Make sure I just kind of take myself out of that situation. Right. Um, Next time I make sure I try to see it from her side of things. Next time I take a deep breath and I just count to three or count to five before I respond. Right. And so kind of reflecting at the end of each day, it, it kind of prepares you then for the next day, right? It kind of prepares you for that next situation or maybe now it's personal training. Okay. Where did I fail? Um, I, my goal was to talk to five people at the store today. I only talked to two. That means I fell. Technically, I fell three people short, right? Technically, right. I, was, I was short. Okay. How did that failure push me forward? Um, those three people that I should have talked to, the success I desire is to, you know, I want to create more more revenue and more more money fi- financially for my house, for my family. I want to be able to take care of them, put food on the table, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, how did that failure push me forward towards that success I desire? Um, you know, if I would have talked to those three people, maybe one of those pers- one of those people would have said yes, came into the gym. That person then referred to someone else, and it would have snowballed. But instead, I decided to be lazy and go eat KFC and not talk to those three people. And so it's not getting me closer to the success I desire. And so those kind of three questions to reflect at the end of the day. Um, and again, you, I mean, you can do it whenever, right? It doesn't have to be in the day. I'm, I'm an, I'm an absolute night owl. Like I could stay up till one, two o'clock, no problem. Getting up in there early morning, that's that's more my wife, and that's tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it can be whenever, like end of the day, beginning of the day, whatever for you. But for me, that that just worked best for me is reflecting at the end of the day. Yeah, and having a system. Whenever you do it, do it. At, uh, my recommendation would be do it at the same time every day, right? right? So that it yep. becomes a habit, so that you're constantly learning from your quote unquote failures. Now, you yeah. also talk about having a different lens through which mm-hmm. you look at failure. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So that idea came to me a few years ago, probably about three or three years ago, two or three years ago. Um, my wife wears contacts. I don't wear glasses or contacts or anything like that. And um, she had needed she had needed new glasses, right? Her glasses, her old lens were bad, and so she couldn't see. She couldn't see clearly. Everything was blurry, and she had she had lenses on, but they just weren't the right lenses for her to be able to see. And so I started thinking about that, like putting it into my into my day to day of like, okay, like let's look at failure and success, but specifically failure. So if I have lenses on and they're not the right lenses, then I'm looking at failure. I'm looking at mistakes. I'm looking at rejection. The, I'm, I'm not able to see them for what they really are, for how clear they could be pushing me forward. So if I'm able to shift my lens, if I'm able to, you know, I can ask myself those questions, right? Like, where did I fail? How did that failure push me forward? That's kind of starting to shift and change my lens a little bit. I'm starting to get those new glasses, those new contacts on, and I'm able to see failure for what it really is. And failure really is a key to 
to unlock your next success. Rejection is a key to unlock your next success. Like, well, if if you switch the lens, right? Exactly. If you are able to have the right lens, and if you are able to see it correctly, because if not, then that failure is just going to be just that. It's just going to be a failure. It's just going to be something that sinks you down, 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 down. Where suddenly you're you are identifying as that failure. And then you're quitting and then you're not chasing your dream. You're not going after the success that you ultimately desire and you end up just sitting there, right? So start to shift your lens and try to see those failures, those mistakes, those rejections as, hey, where did I learn? You know, what did I learn from this? How can I improve better? Well, maybe instead of saying this, I can just tweak it a little bit, right? Or maybe instead of, Uh, just going right into talking about X product and X amount of dollars. Okay, maybe I can just try to be a little bit more personal and just talk to the person a little bit more and just try to be a little bit more conversational and build that trust with the person right away, right? And so by doing then, by doing that, you build that trust with a person, you get them again, you get yourself in the room and you're able to now have that conversation a little bit more freely and a little bit more open. Um, but again, it all starts with the lens that, that you see it. And so something that I've said from the beginning is if you're able to change your lens, you will be able to change your life. Like it, it will happen. It, it will. Like I can guarantee you that because I've, I've lived it personally, like firsthand. If you can change your lens, you can change your life. Well, it's so interesting that we're having this conversation, John, because Last week, I got an email from a friend, you know, just a random email. He's a guy who shares videos all the time. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're serious, whatever. So I I don't know why, but I happened to click on this video. Uh And it was a really interesting story that I'd heard before, but I'd forgotten. And it was about this guy that dropped out of school at 16, by the age of 17, had lost four jobs, got married when he was 19. Um flunked out as an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. And by the time he, well, when he was 19, uh, no, sorry, when he was 20, his wife left him with their daughter. And then he ended up being a, a cook and a dishwasher at some small cafe. Like that was the peak of his career. Yeah, and It actually got so bad. He, listen to this. He tried to kidnap his daughter from his wife. And what? <laughs> I kidnapped his daughter from his wife and that failed. And then eventually, somehow or other, he talked his wife into coming back to him, even though he was a total loser. Uh-huh. So at 65, after all this failure, you know, and being nothing but like a short order cook and dishwasher at this cafe, he retired. And on the day he retired, he got a check from the government for $105. And he just felt like that was a slap in the face. Sure. So he thought, okay, life is just not worth living anymore. And he literally went, he was going to commit suicide. He went and sat under a tree to write out his will. And instead of writing out his will, he wrote out what his life would be Mm. if he used one of his talents. Because he started thinking about it. He thought, wait a second, there's something that I do better than anybody else in the world. Yeah, And that was cook. So he decided with 87 of the $105 he got to go out and buy some chicken and fry it up with his favorite recipe and then go door to door to sell it to his neighbors in Kentucky. Door to door. 
Yeah, door to door. And at the age of 88, Colonel Sanders was a billionaire with Kentucky Fried Chicken, but he didn't even start the business until after his life had been a miserable failure and he was 65 years old. Uh, like I, yeah. I have I have chills right now, Gloria. Like I'm not kidding you, I have chills from that story. It's that's unreal to me because especially in the day and age that we live in now, if if we as humans, if we as if we as adults if we don't feel like we've we've reached what we've wanted to become or the business that we wanted to start um, or have our life partner or lost X amount of weight by like in our 30s or in our 40s or whatever, or late 20s even, we feel like, well, I'm just going to throw my hands up. I'm just going to settle into my nine to five. And again, nothing wrong with your nine to five, right? Like I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not knocking a nine to five. Right. But- you just like throw your hands up and you just decide not to chase your dreams anymore because you're like, ah, I got rejected too many times. I failed too many times. No one's going to want to listen to me. No one's going to believe me, blah, blah, blah. And we start having all these conversations in our head. Um, again, when in reality, like it's not the end for you, like your rejection, your mistakes, your failures, those are not the end for you. Those are just the starting off point. So like to that story, Colonel Sanders, try to find what you're really, really good at. And if you say, I don't have something that I'm really, really good at, you're lying to yourself. Oh, I totally agree with you, John. Everybody does. Everybody does. And you can improve on that. Gloria, I had, I had a lisp growing up, like a bad lisp growing up. And my, my, uh, and it was something that I was always super self-conscious of. And, um, my freshman year of college, I didn't take any classes, take any courses or anything like that on to try to fix it, but I worked on it myself and I tried to make sure that I would enunciate every single word and I would slow down my conversation, which is tough because I'm sure it's hard to imagine now because I, I'm just like, I'm so excited and I'm just like going to talk and talking so fast, but like I slow down everything. And so I worked on that myself. And when I met my wife, like later that year, and I told her I had a lisp, she was like, what? Like, there's no way that you used to have a lisp. Yeah. Like I had one, like I had kids make fun of me when I was in high school because of it. So like, if you tell yourself, I don't have something that I'm good at, or there's no way I can improve. You're lying. You're wrong. You have it. It's in you. Everybody has it in you. No matter what your background is, no matter who you are, like it's in there. You have greatness inside of you. I promise you that. Absolutely. And can you imagine like what a lesson from Colonel Sanders? Yeah. 65, retired, feeling like a total failure. Literally, he decided he was going to commit suicide. And so interesting because there he was under the tree writing out his will when something in him Mm -hmm. clicked and he started looking at his life with a different lens. Right. Yep. What could he do? Right. (laughs) To go from, you know, like, let's say virtually poverty stricken at 65 mm-hmm. to being a billionaire at 88. Well, if that is an inspiration for every single one of us here, I don't know what is right. In only, in only 23 years, Gloria, like in only yeah. 23 years. I mean that again, like you said, if that's not inspiration, like you, there's something seriously wrong. Like, <laughs> like let's talk, like we let's have this conversation, but Man, like that is, I have goosebumps from that. That, That's so incredible. What an inspiration, Colonel Sanders. So John, if our listeners want to find out more about you, what's the best way for them to find out more about you? 
Yeah. So uh, my website, studyingfailure.com, uh, you can find everything there. You can also find me studying failure on Instagram or John Egan on Facebook, uh, studying failure page on Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, those are the main places. You can uh, find my podcast, Studying Failure, on all wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible. It's all on there. So studyingfailure.com, right? Yep, no spaces or anything like that. Just straight up studying failure. Great. Love it. Thank you so much, John. This has been great. Thank you for sharing your inspiration and your method with us and really helping people understand that failure is just a stepping stone to success, right? That's right, Gloria. Thank you so much. This is awesome. You're incredible. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Take care.